Hi, I'm Pastor Bill Singh at Faith Presbyterian Church. I'm here with my wife, Melissa, today to talk about today's message, which is called Women in Marriage. So last week we talked about men's role inside of marriage. This week we're talking about women's role inside of marriage. And I think you're in for a treat today because it's a tough topic and it's another one that Bill's just diving into the Bible so that we can learn about something that um, is so helpful to us. Yes, so we're going to go ahead and get started with the message, and it should be a fun one to listen to. Once again, it is called Women in Marriage, so let's get started. If you've listened to enough of my messages, you've probably heard me talk on some pretty difficult topics. Just in this sermon series alone, I've talked about transgenderism, same-sex marriage, abortion, and you're probably thinking to yourself that there's not a single topic that I would hesitate to preach on. There is one. And today, we're talking about it. The topic of women. The feminist movement has absolutely demolished evangelicalism's ability to speak truth into the lives of women who want to live in a godly manner. Let me say that again. The feminist movement has absolutely demolished evangelicalism's ability to speak truth into the lives of women who want to live in a godly manner. In fact, in most cases, where I hear sermons divvied out evenly, one sermon for men and one sermon for women, what I typically hear is, uh, for the men, there's normally a sermon that is geared toward holding men accountable and calling them up to be the husbands and fathers that God called them to be. But rarely ever do I hear a women's only sermon where women are genuinely called up to be who God called them to be. Pastors are terrified of speaking on this subject, but it needs to be done. If you listen to God's word and it causes you to cringe, that's because God's word is convicting. It will make you uncomfortable. That does not mean we should run away from it. It's all the more reason why we should listen to it and do what it says. In the last message, I opened up by teaching that the world says that men and women are essentially the same. And this has been one of the most devastating lies in the past two centuries. In God's word, the authors of each book give specific instructions to husbands and other instructions to wives Last week we talked about how men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And this week we're going to be talking about how women should respect their husbands. Let's start with 1 Peter chapter 3. It says, Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands. Now sometimes we get scared of this word, submit. Now, what's another way that this can be said? Well, Ephesians chapter 5 commands women to respect their husbands. And in Proverbs 22, 1, it says, You should want a good name more than you want great riches. To be highly respected is better than having silver or gold. So women are to respect their husbands because men consider that respect more valuable than silver or gold. Or in our context, what that means 
is that showing respect to your husband means more to them than money. Let's pick back up in 1 Peter chapter 3. Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Let me read that again. Wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Now think about that. A related scripture to this can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 13. If a woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. You know, a few years ago, I heard a pastor preach a sermon where he said that he encouraged a woman to get a divorce because her husband was in love with his Harley more than with her. That's not what scripture teaches, is it? We are a culture that is full of divorce. As a culture, some people don't even know how to care for other people anymore. That was never what God had in mind. Let's keep reading from 1 Peter chapter 3, picking up in verse 3. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle spirit and a quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Isn't that kind of a relief? I think that many men would save themselves a lot of trouble if they pursued women who focused on their inner beauty. Outer beauty can always be improved upon. Inner beauty is of great value. Let's go to Titus chapter 2. Verse 3 gives more instruction on this topic. Teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. So what's it saying here? Don't get drunk, don't gossip, and be sure to honor God. Verse 4. Then they can train the younger women to love their husbands and children. So older women are to honor God. And how does this passage say they are to do that? By loving their husbands and their children. This is countercultural, but it's biblical. With how complicated women's lives have become the past few decades, don't you think it would be good if someone was around to be able to teach new wives how to love their husbands and how to teach new mothers how to love their children? There are other tasks that older women are commanded to teach to younger women according to the book of Titus. These can be found in verse 5 where it says, among these, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands 
so that no one will malign the word of God. Your husbands need you and your support. Your children need your love and your direction. They need the stability of knowing that mom is there for them. I can attest to this myself as when I was growing up and I was in school, I remember that there are many instances where I might forget my lunchbox or my cello or my wrestling shoes or pretty much anything that I ever needed for school. At one point, I had forgotten it at home, but I had the assurance that all I had to do was give mom a call and she would take care of it. Today, it's estimated that over 50% of children go home to an empty house. How are children to know that they are loved and cared for if they are the ones left caring for themselves? In these days, we need to remember God's word. He calls for women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, kind, busy at home. He calls for them to respect their husbands and to help train other women in godliness. That's God's call for women in marriage. I'd like to thank you for joining us for today's message. Again, my name is Bill Sang with Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at Faith at 1030 in the morning. Once again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.